0: In a world where so many challenges exist in modern day society, and so many gaps are still present, it is time to bring like-minded people together to create conversation and ideas around change to see how we can better ourselves moving forward. Welcome to the Bunyarra Effect. day everyone and welcome back to the second episode of the Banyarra Effect. Today we're talking about a topic that we often see throughout the whole of Australia and that topic is domestic and family violence and who better to talk about that than a colleague Julie Allen. Julie welcome to the show.
1: Thanks Michael thanks for having me.
0: Now for those that um, may not know Julie who you are or where you're about you are one of the the team leader I believe for the South Burnett uh, domestic Violence at South, at South Burnett CTC. Yes, that's right. So can you give me a bit of an idea before we get into the nitty-gritty? What does your role entail? What does your program entail?
1: Well, our program's pretty broad. It is domestic violence counselling and court support, and that includes um, supporting clients through three magistrates' courts, um, Nanango, Kingaroy and Morgan. Um, we do children's counselling and mainly women's counselling for adults Mm -hmm. occasionally we support men just depending on what the need is Mm -hmm. yeah
0: now understandably in a region like the South Burnett where you operate out of there's going to be limited funding am I right
1: very much so we've got a lot of clients we've got a huge area so we cover the all of the South Burnett and we're getting um, referrals daily from police Mm -hmm. Trying to work out um, who gets our service first is really difficult because we're often um, being referred clients who are in extreme danger and um, have no ability to leave the area because there's no public uh, transport. So
0: Absolutely. Hmm. And I, th- I think we're seeing this Australia-wide at the moment in the fact that domestic violence is going from being a um, proactive, future-planned response to there is so much of it. It's really getting into the reactive crisis intervention stage is that is that what you're mainly seeing in your field of work as well
1: yes yes we are it's um there's a lot of crisis work and sometimes the first time people are making contact is there's a major crisis that they've been living with a lot of um, controlling behaviors and it's becoming it's escalating and something's happened and they're calling us for help And we're seeing more and more of that. And I think because there's more awareness, uh, people are actually realising that they may be in danger and they're thinking, I need to get out now, especially if there's children involved. Absolutely.
0: Now, one thing I've noticed within the private sector and and in my experience for those listening at home, I did do actually a a fairly long stint within the domestic violence sector in the NGO setting. Kids are a great motivator for people to leave a domestic violence relationship, correct?
1: Absolutely, because... I see a lot of um, women, mainly, but and if they have children, they tell me they've usually stayed in the relationship because because of the kids. They want their um, children to have a, a family life, and often then they say the reason they've left is because of the children mm-hmm. and that may be because um, they haven't seen the danger until it's been pointed out by teachers or the children have disclosed stuff to teachers or other people or and child. Or the police have become involved and then child safety have become involved and they actually see it through a new lens and they think yeah. okay I need to make a choice now what is going to be my priority. So Absolutely yeah.
0: and, and sometimes we need that external priority to, to act because I feel as though now, you and I did an interview earlier for the local radio talking about domestic violence and one of the topics that came up were people live within inside the DV relationship and it becomes the norm. Mm. So stepping outside of that environment can be quite a challenge to want to leave because they actually don't feel comfortable and there is a lot of self-sabotaging returning to the relationship no matter how toxic it is because that is a normality for them
1: absolutely they've been told for many years often that they are stupid and useless and and can't manage and no one will believe them and no one will support them Mm -hmm. and um, so leaving is extremely scary and um, often they've had no control over any finances they don't know how to manage anything sometimes Mm -hmm. so it just it can depend but on different factors but um, often their self-esteem is shot you know we deal with extremely intelligent professional women to women that haven't had so much opportunity but the common denominator is their self-esteem is just totally wrecked yeah and we have to try to help them build that up again and then they can make some more considered decisions
0: absolutely and and for those listening here at home today and uh, wherever you may be listening from, one of the biggest challenges around DV is people always have this perception that domestic violence is only violence when it's physical. Now, I wanna reiterate and reflect on what you've just said. You, you talked about people being broken and, and people not being in a good state of mind to leave. Now, mental abuse, Can you? I, I want you to try to, and I'm putting you on the spot here, Jules, I apologize. In your head, what are the percentages? What do you think? How often do you deal with physical, mental, sexual, financial? Like domestic violence is not a one, one avenue shop. It's, there are so many components and so many avenues within that power and control wheel. Mm. What are you seeing the biggest trend is within your region?
1: Um, often, well, people often don't come to us till there's physical violence, but... Um often the mental abuse has just been going for so long and often they've seen it as children so it is their normal and even though they've hated hearing verbal abuse and they've been frightened for so long they hated it but they actually knew how to live it Mm. so it did become their norm and their expectations are pretty low when it comes to a new relationship for themselves and they've never seen something that functions in an an equitable way so what they accept is what they think they deserve Mm -hmm. so they know it and it's extremely uncomfortable being in a relationship that's not controlling Mm. so and often these relationships have not only that they have horrible lows but they have sometimes um some big sort of highs that give them that sort of feedback like you know they feel incredibly well they hear the word love but they see a lot of horribleness but they feel like the good times are definitely worth it and outweighing the bad times Mm. without actually checking to see what damage the bad times are doing to them and their children
0: absolutely now a lot of this too goes back to intergenerational trauma Mm. in Children are brought up in a, in a traumatic environment where there is a significant amount of domestic violence. Therefore, they too become a, a person in that same situation. How do we break that? How do we stop that from continuing to cycle round and round and round?
1: It's a difficult one because we can't control every facet of people's lives, but I think it's um, teaching children to be respectful and then hopefully they become a respectful You know, um, teenager and a respectful adult, Mm -hmm. and and also mentoring it. You know, if you want your children to be kind and decent, they have to see it. You're their role model and you're their mentor. So every time you do anything in front of your children or that you think you know they're in hearing distance, mm-hmm. you're telling them that's okay. You can't expect your children to behave and say, don't you do that when they see you copping a whole lot of horribleness or being abusive.
0: You yeah. Know? yeah. So it's not just up to us as practitioners, you're saying, it's up to the individuals within the household to try to create that change.
1: Absolutely, yes.
0: Now, is change easy?
1: No, change is very hard, but it's definitely totally um, possible so people can make change at any age they just have to really understand first of all that they are a part of this problem mm-hmm. That um, especially the abuser uh, the person that's putting up with the violence there may be a number of different factors why they're having to stay mm-hmm. And um, but the person that's got that power um, and you know often they want to fix things too they want to have a, a better life but yeah. they have to understand that nobody's making them do anything. We often hear people say, oh, if I'd only just not upset my partner, if I hadn't said that, then they wouldn't have gone off. So we often have a talk about, um, well, you know, we, you're talking about, he. you made this person do this, how did you do that? Can you make them make your cup of tea? Just a, like a tiny thing. And they look at me like, no. And I'm um, thinking, well, how can you make that person abuse you? What control have you got? So yeah. all we can look is in what we,
0: we've got in our own control. That's it. So you're helping people reflect on Absolutely. their own actions because, mm. look, you and I are both counsellors. We understand the only person you can really control is yourself. Yes. You can't force other people to do things that they ultimately do not want to no. do.
1: And you can change. But it's, it, it, first of all, it's owning your own behaviour, mm-hmm. owning how your behaviour affects others. and. You know, thinking that your children are affected while you're having this massive screaming argument with your wife or to- or husband and yeah. belittling them and thinking that your children are in the next room so they don't hear it. Mm-hmm. Children feel it. They can feel it in the air.
0: Absolutely. Now, I think there's actually been research done into domestic violence and the effect on the fetus. Mm. Mm. Do you know much about that at all? Is is that something Not you can a lot, talk on?
1: but I can. Um, it, children are often born in you know, a stressed and when the the young brain is developing, the neurons that fire is through every instant, any communication or any action that's happening. Yeah, it fires off a neuron in the brain.
0: That's right. There's yeah. that old saying: neurons that uh, fire together wire together. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So if
1: there's trauma and stress, if the mum's stressed and her or the dad is stressed, and the children are then experiencing that, but the mum when the baby they're pregnant can be you know get these um, stress hormones going mm-hmm. through them and so a baby may be then harder to settle when they're born and, and things like that but yeah. and then once a the child is born they are certainly very much affected as well, well
0: absolutely mm. now tell me i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you all the hard questions today jules and i'm sorry for putting you on the spot and for those you can't see julie's face while i'm interviewing her but she's very expressive about <laughs> these things i want to know how do we create change how do, how do we stop this how do we because we're in a region that is really affected and we need to be able to break the cycle. In, in some way, shape or form, we need to be able to prevent um, domestic violence impacting communities and, and it is really prevalent in remote and rural areas. But from your point of view, and, and for those that are listening at home, Julie is very, very modest. She's actually the recipient of the South Burnett Domestic Violence Exemplary Practice Award, I believe. Is that right, Jules? it is it is and so there you go we, we got a little bit of a compliment for itself out of that but you don't receive an award like that for being a terrible practitioner you're recognized for the incredible work you do within the field so what better person to ask how do we create change than you
1: oh well change it can is different at different stages so if you know if i had a um a magic wand i'd have some safe more safety housing even local Mm -hmm. so we had somewhere safe to for somebody to stay overnight often we're very limited to a safe place for people we've had to transport people right out of the shire Mm -hmm. because there's nowhere especially during shutdowns yeah absolutely there's Mm -hmm. no
0: accommodation anywhere in the region during outages
1: that's right and there's no public transport you know unless it's like monday wednesday or friday so dv Mm -hmm. happens every other you know every day every night yeah so um you know some something where we could keep people safe um, and it wasn't too far away from family too. Yeah.
0: yeah, because people are normally isolated as it is. Very much
1: so. Often the um, person that's got the control, ten, they get more control because they isolate their partner from family and support, and, and they do it in often clever ways where they um, manipulate their partner into not knowing who they can trust. Yeah. And it's called gaslighting. And oh. so they'll um...
0: Now, gaslighting is really important. Before we yes. move on, I would love to hear an example of this because I do talk to a lot of private clients. And, and in my time knowing you, I know you try to reiterate to people what gaslighting is mm. because it's prevalent. Mm. Like, and, and even in the workplace, people do it. Mm. So can you give me an example, if you were to gaslight me at the moment, what that would be?
1: Oh, oh well, it could be saying... Oh, I hear you've been trying to um, lose my weight, Michael. So how's that going?
0: Mm, so undermining me, mm. making me question whether I've really lost yeah, the weight. Yeah.
1: yeah, so you're still doing it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just the way your voice is, you know, the inflection or, you know, thinking, oh, so you, you think they're a good friend of yours. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you think, oh, so maybe the person I thought was my friend may not be. Yeah. yeah. So it's just getting you second guessing.
0: Yeah, creating that doubt in your mind. Yes. And so for a person that's in a situation where they aren't sure whether they could leave or stay anyway mm. we've now created further doubt mm. which really brings that balance back to staying in that toxic environment
1: absolutely because they've been told no one likes them no one you know that they're boring or they're stupid mm. or they're all sorts of things that we hear and um, yeah and so they aren't sure, but then but I love you babe mm. Well, will often them but then they hang on that and they think oh well, there's that that kind person no. I liked originally and I can't trust those others because often, you know, another example is, um, oh, so you think um, that person's your friend. That's interesting. Yeah. You should hear what they've said about you. Mm. Yeah. Oh. And so it just, it creates that doubt. And then you think, oh, I can't trust them, but I can trust you because you seem to have my back. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it just, it, the control for, uh, is in keeping um, people confused. so that 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 just wrecks their confidence eventually just this total confusion
0: absolutely now like what you said before if someone does leave the situation in in our region particularly it's quite difficult to gain housing or to gain them accommodation and we will be doing an episode later on for those listening at home around the housing shortage in australia at the moment because it's not just surrounding particular regions this is a crisis everywhere and and you would see within your field of work, Julia, just makes your job that much harder to try to help people to leave the situation where they're in.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, rentals are hard enough at any time. And now because um, people are often, especially if they've got a bit of space and you're in a region, people are moving here mm. or taking their housing over or renting it out, you know, to at a higher rate. So um, yeah. renting is getting very expensive. And sometimes when people have been living in a DV relationship, um, they could have a bad credit history, they could have a bad rental history, the person they've lived with could be violent in the house and mm-hmm. the house has been smashed, so people are wary of renting, fair enough, yeah. and um, yeah, so there's so many complicating factors, even just even a rental history, some people yeah. have never had any, have been allowed to have anything in their name financially, yep. so there's no history of them, so people, if you don't have a rental history or any financial, you know, any accounts it's really difficult
0: absolutely mm. absolutely now look what i want to do is this is going to be broadcasted throughout the south and we try to get this out as much as possible if you had a message to give to the people out there living in this situation i want you to here's a good little counseling thing while we're doing this i want you to talk to those people julie tell them what they need to hear how do you get them the confidence that they need to to make the life choices that they need to live what they want
1: stop taking the blame for their behavior partner's behavior so even if you're told you made me do it you didn't um contact you know a friend tell them what's happening um if you don't want to approach a professor professional service but please do if you can mm-hmm. we will always um, do our very best to help you mm-hmm. um, and people have a choice in how they behave so just remember you didn't make them do anything and you do deserve better i think sometimes we our baseline is so low of what we expect and expect of how to be treated we forget that you know a good relationship starts with just having a general conversation like this and then it should be better on top of that absolutely
0: yeah and i guess one of my biggest messages that i get out there to people love isn't pain no, you know, love isn't being hurt. It's, that's right. And, and that's trying to get people to understand that it's it's a change of the mindset that Absolutely. people deserve better.
1: Absolutely. We yeah. often have the discussion when girls say, or, you know, boys tell me, um, oh, yeah, but he loves me. I said, let's turn that word love down and look at the actions. I said, mm. love should be an action over yeah. time to show you as well as, as you know, a word. The word that. is very easy to say, look at the actions. I, I, I
0: love that because if you take the love out and because you've got mm. he loves me, mm. remove love, what does he do to you? If it's he hits me, he chokes me, That's right. he yells at me. Mm. We're replacing that word love with action words of what's genuinely occurring. Yes. And then people might actually visualize and recognize mm. that it's not love. That's right.
1: Yeah, Yeah, so we get them to, let's just take that word out and put these other words in that are actually what's going on.
0: That's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, Julie. Great advice. Now, I want to give the company you work for a bit of a, um, what's the word, free publicity, a bit of a talk up. You are employed by Southburn at CTC. Mm -hmm. There are three people in your team, is that correct? Yes, yes. You do women's counselling, you do children's counselling, you do court support, you are the be all and end all of of domestic violence services within the region. You do have limited funding, but my God, what you're able to achieve with what you've got is absolutely incredible. How do people get in touch with you? If, If people are wanting to get out, how do they reach out to you? What's the best contact for that?
1: Um, come into the office or give us a call. Um, the phone number is 4162-7788 or look it up on Facebook. CTC is on Facebook as well. Brilliant. Yes. Yep. Yeah.
0: Now, outside of CTC, for those that are choosing to tune in from a, a different region, where do they go?
1: DV Connect is a wonderful service. one 800 811 can Actually, if you're in a dangerous situation and you've got an opportunity to make a phone call you can call them call the police if you're in major danger but if you can't see if you can get to safety even to a neighbor yep but um dv connect is a really great organization
0: brilliant now julie while i've got the opportunity to sit down with you is there any further advice that you wish to give people or any other messages around domestic and family violence that you wish to talk about
1: um just remember that if you didn't make people do hurt you. You didn't make them abuse you. People have had a choice all along. It's as simple as, is it simple and as complicated as going to the end of the street and turning right or left. If, if the person that you're living with and is abusing you and they can do that, they're in control of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So they've had a choice, but they've chosen to hurt you or humiliate you. Yeah. So just be aware of it. Yeah.
0: Brilliant. Well, Julie, look, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to come on the Bunyarra Effect today. Thank you so much. Thank you for everything you're doing within the domestic violence field. You are certainly, in my view, the top practitioner in, in that field. And you are, you know, I'm going to go a, a really big step. You're not just changing lives. In my view, you're saving lives. And so thank you for all the work you do. And I, um, I look forward to talking to you again in the future.
1: Thanks, Michael. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you to everyone at home for tuning in to the second episode of The Bunyara Effect. As stated by Julie, if you are currently experiencing domestic and family violence, please take the step to get the support that you require. If you're in the South Burnett region, please don't hesitate to reach out to South Burnett CTC on 4162 7788. You may also reach out to DV Connect, but if you need local support, please reach out and they'll support you no matter what. Thanks guys, we'll talk to you again soon.